0: Something has sparked your imagination and you have a really cool idea for a story but you don't know how to take all those random bits and pieces and actually turn it into something that works. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the secret to tying together all of the story elements into an impactful story that readers can't put down. Hey friends, welcome to the Inspire to Write podcast. My name is Olivia Rohn. I'm a writer who loves Jesus, a dog mom, a story development nerd, and I have a huge passion for all things creative. I know you have a story on your heart that you're you're dying to tell. There is something unique inside of you that God is trying to call out through your creativity. But you get caught up in the details of, how do I write a good story? How do I make my characters come to life on the page? Does my book truly matter? You find yourself stuck writing chapter one over and over, burnt out, discouraged, and on the brink of quitting. I made this podcast because I believe in your story. I want to encourage you through scripture and help you develop your craft, grow spiritually, and create with the creator in mind. If you are ready to make an impact through your book that will honor God no matter what market you choose to write for, then grab a notebook and some coffee and let's get inspired to write. Hey everyone and welcome to today's podcast episode. I am so excited you're here with me today because I'm going to be talking about something that I'm personally obsessed with. Today's topic has helped me so much in my storytelling. It's helped me take the mess in my brain and turn it into an actual cohesive story. And anytime I get stuck on what to do or how do I make this more exciting or where do I go from here or what do I add to my story or just anything you can think of while you're writing a story. It has really helped me filter everything out that doesn't need to be in there and add more impactful moments and write with purpose, for a purpose, and it's just helped simplify a lot of things in the writing process for me. It's the first thing I turn to when trying to figure out how to take an idea I have and turn it into an actual story. A lot of people out there think that the secret recipe to a good story is a flashy premise, a healthy dose of action scenes, and, you know, maybe a shocking plot twist thrown in there somewhere. And honestly, they couldn't be more wrong. Although an interesting premise and high stakes certainly help, on their own, they're not enough to keep audiences engaged throughout a story. Relying on those elements alone would be like stacking bricks on a pile of dirt and calling it a house. For any house, you need a solid foundation to build on, or at least mortar to bind the bricks into one holistic structure. In the same way, a shocking plot twist or intense fight scenes are useless without something greater tying them together and making them matter. You can think about a story idea or a story element as a puzzle piece, and then your story as the whole puzzle completed, but we only get one piece of the picture at a time. So how do we see the bigger picture of our story to make sure that we're actually making something cohesive? Once I started asking myself that question, I found out that every great story has one thing in common. The secret to writing an impactful story is transformation. We become invested in the story as we watch characters grow and change as a result of their journey. Your flawed protagonist's transformation is the emotional thread that connects all the elements of story and reveals a universal truth as a result. Everything from setting to plot to supporting characters must be centered around your protagonist's transformation and challenge them to become a new person by the end of the story so every time we get a story idea we must think about transformation as well because the idea is the puzzle piece and transformation is the picture the puzzle is supposed to turn into so if this piece doesn't fit into that puzzle the picture is all wrong things get confusing and messy and people disengage because they don't know what they're looking at they don't feel connected because The pieces of the puzzle aren't connected. In order to start seeing the bigger picture of your story, one of the first questions you should ask yourself when developing your story idea is, who is my character, who did they start the story as, and who do they end the story as? No one is perfect, including your protagonist. In the beginning of your story, the protagonist desperately needs change, even if they don't know it yet. However, change requires pain, so chances are your protagonist is avoiding transformation at all costs while chasing after what they think will bring them true happiness. They're living in a cycle fed off their fear, their flaw, and a misbelief. Your protagonist will need to overcome those things in order to receive the transformation needed to cross the threshold into true happiness. And once they do, it teaches the audience something in return. I hope you're starting to see how thinking in terms of transformation will help you tie together your character's internal life, their external life, and the themes of your book. So it seems like one connected story and not just a bunch of jumbled up ideas. Let's dive into a story example from one of my personal favorite stories. So hopefully this idea starts to become more concrete. So in Disney's Beauty and the Beast, Belle is our main character, but I actually believe our protagonist is the Beast because he's the one who undergoes the most change. He goes through an emotional transformation and a physical transformation. So we're going to look at it as if it was his story. So right off the bat, we know what the Beast's flaw is. The very first thing we learn about him in the movie is that he was cursed by an enchantress because he was spoiled, selfish, and unkind. So already we get a sense of the kind of transformation that he needs. He needs to learn to live selflessly. But what he desires, what he thinks he needs more than anything else, is to be human again and to break the curse. But in order to do that, he must fall in love with somebody and have them love him in return, which is made more complicated by his fear, which is nobody could ever love him. His flaw, his fear, and his misbelief have all been in conflict with one another, keeping him from the transformation that he needs up until Belle enters the picture and challenges him. We know when Belle comes into the castle, the beast still struggles with selfishness because he locks her up in the castle. This benefits his desire more than hers. She wants adventure in the great wide somewhere. He decides he'll just lock her up in the castle and maybe eventually she'll fall in love with him. <laughs> Not a great plan. But it's the plan that doesn't require change. He doesn't need to face that painful transformation. He can continue to be selfish and maybe, possibly, still get what he desires. But that doesn't work because the Beast's selfishness only pushes Belle away. In fact, he doesn't earn her friendship until he starts acting selflessly. By the end of the story, he ends up setting Belle free, which is the ultimate act of selflessness. He sacrifices his desire to be human again by releasing her. Choosing her happiness over his, we see that he has learned to love selflessly. This ends up being the reason Belle falls in love with him, not only completing his emotional transformation, but his physical transformation as well. Through this transformation, both the Beast and the audience learn that true love is selfless. Every story element we discussed, and even ones that we haven't, all point back to one thing. You guessed it, because I've said it many, many times in this episode. The Beast's transformation. Even the antagonist mirrors the Beast's journey, because one of the most infamous things about Gaston is that he is very self-centered, And what makes him the villain is that he chooses to hang on to that selfishness and it pushes him to do very evil acts such as spoiler alert stab the beast and then get thrown off the building which you know probably would not have happened if he would have let that go and learn what the beast ultimately learned but the beast's decisions versus gaston's decisions helps enforce that transformation and the themes of the story which is you know if you learn to live selflessly then you won't get thrown off the roof of the castle i don't know (laughs) you know what i mean i want you to ask yourself every time you come up with a new story idea how does this connect to the bigger picture but i know when we're just starting out with fresh new ideas we might not know that bigger picture yet and that's okay it's okay if these puzzle pieces grow and change and you know you see them in a new light and you thought this piece fit over here but actually you kind of have to take it apart and redo it a bit that's okay that's normal but if we start thinking about transformation first that will give us more level ground more solid ground to build our story on and it'll just kind of have help us have a little bit more light to shed on our story This means we kind of need to reverse engineer our ideas a little bit to see how they might fit into the bigger picture. So say, you know, whoever came up with the story for Beauty and the Beast, they just got this really cool idea where, you know, oh, a prince is cursed and he needs to find love. Okay, so how do I make that a story? Why was he cursed? What does that curse say about him? What does that curse say about where he needs to go? Well, you don't get cursed because you made somebody happy. So clearly he made somebody mad. Who did he make mad? How did he make them mad? He must have done something selfish. You can kind of see how asking the right questions can lead you towards the next step in the story. And you just kind of follow step after step after step. But you need to know the right questions to ask in order to actually get somewhere. And when you're thinking about transformation in the forefront of your mind, those kind of questions will come easier to you when you're trying to develop your story. One of my biggest pet peeves is honestly those character worksheets that are like, what's your character's favorite ice cream flavor? What's their favorite music genre? Like, I just, it it doesn't serve the story in any way. They're not asking the right questions. And it and those kind of questions never really helped me figure out the story or figure out my character at all really. And I just feel like if you cut through all that and you get to the heart of your character and the heart of your story, then All of that will come in time, but you will have hit a much deeper root that will make an impactful story. Not saying you won't, you know, figure out their favorite ice cream flavor along the way, which you probably will. It's just the story itself will be more impactful because you would have asked the right questions to take yourself to a deeper level of what is the heart of my story, because the heart of your story my friends is not your character's favorite color <laughs> it's just not and i know there's a lot of people out there that say you know even if you never put it onto the page the people are gonna know if you've developed your character and if you've thought these things through and that's true but you need to ask yourself the right questions not just every random question about a person and absolutely no shade if you are someone who enjoys answering those cute little questions about your character and it actually gets you somewhere. It's just, it never really works for me because I just find that I get so caught up in oh, what if this isn't actually my character's favorite pizza topping and oh my gosh, what is their favorite band? And then I figure out two hours have gone by, all my writing time is gone and I've done nothing productive and I'm just mad and frustrated and I think I can never write my book. You know, you know how those thoughts spiral, you know how it goes. I personally just find I'm more productive in my story development or writing time when I'm asking questions relating to the character's transformation, like who do they start as? Who do they end as? What kind of transformation do they need? What opposes their transformation? Does that come in a form of a character or a subplot or just, you know, when I ask those kind of questions, I find that I actually get somewhere in my story and hopefully you will too. So before we wrap up today's episode, I just want to remind you guys that if you are enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving a review as that would help me out a lot. I am a new podcast and each review will help this show grow. So I would really appreciate it if you would take a couple minutes to go over on Apple podcast and leave a review. All right. Let's quickly recap everything we talked about in today's episode. So we talked about how our story ideas are like a puzzle piece and our book as a whole is the picture the puzzle is supposed to turn into. And the best way to ensure that the reader stays engaged throughout your entire story is to make sure that all the pieces in the bigger picture stay connected. And the best way to do that is thinking about transformation. Your flawed protagonist transformation is the emotional thread that connects all the elements of story and reveals a universal truth as a result. And taking a look at Beauty and the Beast, we could clearly see who the Beast started the story as and who he ended the story as. A great thing to do to help all these ideas really sink in is to think about a transformation in your own life. Which, as Christians, our testimonies are already the biggest transformation we'll ever receive in our lives. So in your journal, either in a short story format or just journaling out your thoughts, think about how you met with Jesus and he truly transformed you. Who were you before and who were you after? Well, that's all I have for today's topic. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate having you guys here and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If this podcast is helping you or encouraging you in any way, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts to help this show grow. And don't forget to subscribe and share this show with a friend or somebody who you know needs to be inspired to write. Thank you.